Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Chapter 23 of The Outdoor Girls in a Winter Camp. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Outdoor Girls in a Winter Camp by Laura Lee Hope. Chapter 23, Revelations And to think that we found Patty Malone, exclaimed Molly. Yes, but he first found us, only we didn't know it, answered Grace. They were gliding along on their snowshoes from the lonely cabin where they discovered the injured lumberman. Betty and Amy had volunteered to stay while the other girls went for the nearest doctor. There was one living halfway between the winter camp and the town. "'Papa will be so glad,' Grace went on. "'I must telegraph to him right away.' "'One of the boys can take in the message,' suggested Molly. "'Then we can go back and hear the rest of the story. "'It sounds, from what Patty Malone said, "'as if that Mr. Jallo had been up to some unfair tricks.' "'I shouldn't wonder,' agreed Grace. "'Oh, what a lot of things have happened up here.' and more are going to, if I'm any judge. Your father will get his timberland back. Oh, how glad I'll be! The girls hurried on, hoping they would find the boys in their cabin. There was some doubt of this, but they were reasonably certain of locating Mr. Franklin, who would go for a doctor for the injured man. The boys had not yet returned, but Mrs. Franklin, who listened with wonder to the story Grace and Molly pantingly told, informed them where they could locate her husband not far off in the woods. He was using a light sled to haul firewood, and at once set off for the doctor, whom he brought back with him in due time. Then, in the larger sled, in which it was planned to bring back Patty Malone to the boy's cabin, where it would be easier to nurse him, Mr. Franklin, Molly, Grace, and the physician set off for the lonely cabin. They found Patty much improved under the ministrations of Amy and Betty. The lumberman was quite cheerful. Telling of his determination to aid Mr. Ford seemed to have taken the load off his conscience. With the aid of Mr. Franklin, the rather badly broken leg was set, the lumberman bearing the pain like a stoic. Then, resting on a soft bed of straw in the bottom of the sled, he was taken to the boy's cabin, the girls also riding in the big sled. That the boys were much astonished on their return from a little trip to find a wounded lumberman in their cabin is putting it mildly, and when they learned that it was the long-missing Patty Malone who could give such valuable testimony for Mr. Ford, their astonishment knew no bounds. "'Say, you girls certainly do things!' exclaimed Will admiringly. "'They sure do,' agreed Alan with a warm glance at Betty, who averted her eyes and blushed whereat Grace and Molly nudged each other, to the further discomfiture of their friend. "'I'm just crazy to hear what he will say. 
and how he is going to establish daddy's boundary lines said grace when the lumberman had been made comfortable he must not be disturbed until tomorrow ordered the doctor he has a little fever and i want that to go down so the girls and boys had to curb their impatience as best they could a telegram was sent to mr ford and he replied that he would be on hand the next day the morning visit of the doctor found mr malone or patty as he insisted his young friends call him so much better that the physician said you may tell your story now but don't talk too much sure and i'll leave that for the ladies exclaimed patty with a twinkle in his eyes now everybody keep quiet and listen said grace when she had related how she and her chumps had come to the winter camp and how mr jallow and his company had encroached on land that mr ford believed was his own and it is his exclaimed patty the boundary lines have been changed i can see that myself it's that jallow's work listen and i'll tell you how it happened as your father says miss he went on turning to grace i was with him when the survey was made and stone piles put up and the trees blazed to mark the line that valuable strip was on his side then some time passed and that cunning fox jallo came to me and he represented that he had been wrongly dealt with he said mr ford had sold out his interests to strangers who were going to do harm to jallo and his friends not knowing any different i believed him he said the courts would not give him justice and he was going to take it himself and i had small blame for him for doing that i'd do the same but mind you patty insisted i did not know i was doing my friend james ford any harm jallo said he would pay me just to disappear for a time and foolishly i consented i went out of the country and for a while jallo sent me and a friend of mine money my friend knew the proper boundaries too then the money stopped and i came on to find out why jallo only laughed at me and said he had no further use for me as he'd got all he wanted i didn't know what to do i stayed around here keeping in hiding for i feared maybe i could be arrested for what i did that was why i didn't give you my name and he smiled at the girls so i came to this old cabin i used to own to see what would turn up sure and it was myself turned up slipped up and broke my leg that was what turned up but before i had seen all i wanted to that was the change boundary line then i knew jallo's game he wanted to throw that valuable timber strip into his own land I made some inquiries and found that Mr. Ford still owned the lumber camp and hadn't sold out, as Jallo told me. Then I knew I had been fooled, but still I didn't know what to do, for I was afraid of arrest, and I never could stay in jail when I knew I hadn't really meant any wrong. I saw Jallo again, but he only laughed at me and gave me a little money to get out of the country. But I didn't go then, and I'm not going now. I'm going to see justice done. And I think I can assure you that you will not suffer for it, said Alan Washburn, with a glance at Will and Grace. Mr. Ford will be here soon, and you can arrange everything with him. 
"'I hope he'll forgive me,' remarked Patty, somewhat mournfully. "'I'm sure he will,' declared Grace warmly. Patty Malone went more into details of how he had been induced to disappear, so that the proper boundaries might be shifted to make it appear that the valuable land was on Mr. Jallow's side, instead of belonging to Mr. Ford. Then Dr. Burke insisted that his patient have rest, so the boys and girls went outside to talk it over. "'Oh, I do wish Papa would come,' sighed Grace. In due time Mr. Ford arrived at the camp, a very much surprised but pleased lawyer indeed. He had a consultation with Patty, who confirmed all he had said, and furnished the address of a companion who was present when the proper survey was made. Mr. Ford then made his plans, but, as he needed the help of Patty in carrying them out, it was decided to postpone action until the lumberman could get around, on crutches at least. Mr. Ford stayed a day or so in camp with his daughter and her friends, going about to look at the various boundaries, and arranging certain details with Ted Franklin. He was entertained by the young people, and seemed to enjoy himself. He did not go near the strip in dispute, however, preferring to wait until he was ready with his plans. Patty was slowly getting better, and Mr. Ford went back to Deepdale to look after matters there, arranging to come back as soon as Patty could limp around. Meanwhile, the young people made the most of their life in the great wintry woods, for they were to return home for the Christmas holidays, as school would open the first of the new year. There were sleigh rides, coasting, skating occasionally, and some more ice-boating, though, because of considerable snow, the latter sport was rather curtailed. Occasionally, Mr. Blackford came out for a day or so, but he had no good news regarding his missing sister. He had followed several clues, unsuccessfully. But somehow, in spite of all my disappointments, I feel that I will be successful before long, he affirmed. We hope so, replied Amy, gently, and the others echoed her words. Then came a day when Patty could limp about. He was a happy man, and, in answer to a telegram sent him with this news, Mr. Ford returned word that he would come up and assist at the last act in the lumber play, as Will called it. Accompanied by a court officer, and with Alan Washburn as consulting attorney, Grace's father reached the camp one evening. "'Do you think you can stand it to face Jallo tomorrow, Patty?' he asked. "'I'm sure I can. I'm thinking he won't face me, though.' "'Maybe not. We'll see. Well, we'll go over and take possession of the disputed strip in the morning.' The court officer and Alan nodded. "'May we come along, Daddy, and see the fun?' asked Grace. "'Well,' replied her father, "'I don't know as there will be much fun, but—yes, you may be there.'" End of chapter 23 Read by Nancy Cochran Gergen Gilbert, Arizona December 15, 2021「
sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.